it's the Brian Sicker Sports Show, and this is the Cleveland Browns versus Pittsburgh Steelers recap. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. In fact, in preparing for this episode, I think I made myself angry. And then I decided to listen to some ACDC to try to pump myself up and think optimistically about the rest of the season, which I did. And then I just contemplated sitting there listening to ACDC instead of making the podcast. (laughs) So here, all right, let's cut myself off. Let's, let's just get on here and talk about what we want to talk about. Oh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I, yeah, obviously I have a lot of things to say, but all right, the first things first, uh, let's just grass over everything. Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad uh, put out a social media. And, and tell you what, if you're a father or something and, and you're tweeting out on social media and you're on social media and you're a parent, you're not doing a very good job. You shouldn't be on social media, okay? Maybe very, very limited personal posts on, on social media. You should not be on social media. I actually do not keep social media apps on my phone. I have an Instagram account because I've got some fun old pictures in there that kind of tells a story about my life and my wife likes it too. But other than that, stay the heck away from that stuff. You know, first things first. Okay. So Odell Beckham's dad made a video on Twitter or something. And it's basically this 11 minute video showing all the times that Baker Mayfield has had a chance to throw to Odell Beckham, but did not do it. So in these videos, it shows Odell Beckham running routes, clearly open, but Baker does not see him. Now, first things first, common sense here. You could do the same thing for Randy Moss. You could do the same thing for Tyreek Hill, uh, star receiver right now on on Kansas City, best receiver in the NFL in my eyes. Antonio Brown, if we want to talk about the last decade, Julio Jones, you could do it for all of those guys. You could do it for Odell Beckham when he was in New York too. So Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad, I'm, I'm just going to say it. He's probably not that smart of a guy. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Let's just, most of these pro athletes, they don't come from prominent places. I hate to say it. I hate to be mean. I hate to be that guy, but they, sh- they shove it in your face. So Odell Beckham's Jr.'s dad or Odell Beckham Sr., if, unless this, unless this is his stepdad, who knows, but you know what I'm saying? But anyway, sorry, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I'm just trying to make a point here that this isn't very intelligent to do, especially at a time when the Browns don't need this distraction. You, and you want to know something, Mr. Beckham? We would have traded your son if someone would give us higher than a fifth-round draft choice. He's got no trade value right now. He's playing awful. Not awful. He's not playing good. When they throw him the ball, he doesn't do very well with it. He doesn't catch it. He tries to do one-handed catches, and he can't do those anymore. He 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 doesn't even look at the ball when it's in the air. He just runs his route looking at the end zone, expecting it to be a touchdown. Doesn't even look back and realize the ball is coming to him. So Baker doesn't trust this dude at all right now. And when, when you've got Jarvis Landry, Rashad Higgins, even the rookie uh, Anthony Schwartz, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's hurt right now, but... I'd rather throw the football to Donovan Peoples-Jones or Richard Higgins than, than Odell Beckham Jr. right now. I'm sorry. If I'm trying to win a football game, 
This is about winning football games, Mr. Beckham. This isn't about your son. This is this is that high school garbage with the popular kid and oh my son isn't getting enough playing time. And well, you know what popularity is always got, okay? You know, it's just it's silly. You know, it, when it when it comes to football, it, it's the best player out there that gives you the best chance to win. Um so with that said, I mean, you know, I, I'm not trying to rag on Odell Beckham Jr. here. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, so if you don't know what this Pro Football Focus, they pretty much they watch a player. They they give ratings. They give player ratings, and what they do is their process is they watch a player. They get the uh, they give him a grade on every single play. They give him some sort of grade on a scale, and then they add that up, and then eventually they have a grade for him. So it's literally based on every single play. Uh, Beckham is at a 66, which is shaded a light green, which isn't bad. Um, but for example, Tyreek Hill, one of the top players in the NFL, uh, he's an 85, so it's about 20 points higher. Um, and that's shaded in like a dark greenish, almost a blue. So he's up at another level. So yeah, there's a big difference there. I mean, statistically as well. Oh my goodness. But yeah, Odell Beckham isn't, hasn't been terrible. 17 catches, 232 yards. He's averaging 13.6 yards per catch. Hill's actually only averaging 11.5 per catch. So if you want to look at some positives there, uh, Odell is making some catches down the field. If I sound stuffy, I am a little bit uh, sick. I'm coming off an illness. Anyways, so, yeah, it's just a silly thing. I wanted to start with that and, and rant about that because this is silly. This guy is this man, this grown man who is a father, is creating a, a distraction for a football team that has a goal of, of winning a Super Bowl. You want to know something, again, Mr. Beckham, your son probably is embarrassed by this crap. I mean, it's crap. You need to not do that. And you know what it is? He knew that if he did that, he'd get a bunch of attention and people would talk about him. And Odell Beckham, when he was a young player, who do you think he inherited his antics from? I mean, this guy was a headache in New York. And when he's come to Cleveland so far, he's actually really matured and, and, and made a lot of people proud and surprised. Well, I don't think his dad's very proud of him. Oh, son, why aren't you uh, fighting the practice kicking that anymore? You know, because at one point in New York, he legitimately got in an altercation with a kicking net. He ended up falling into the kicking net because he was punching it. So he fought the kicking net. But yeah, he doesn't do stuff like that anymore. So I wonder who he learned that stuff from initially. So, yeah, Odell Sr., if you could please stay the hell away from my football team, that would be greatly appreciated. Not that I want Odell Beckham to be traded by any stretch of the imagination. I think he will turn it around. I'm just saying that you can do that for any, you can do that for Randy Moss. You can do that for any of the best receivers. Jerry Rice. You could do that for Jerry Rice. Imagine if somebody did that. If somebody did that. How stupid would you feel? I hope that he would delete his Twitter because someone could do it. Someone please do it. Anyways, we'll stop talking about that. Uh, Browns versus Steelers. What did this mean? What did this game mean? So since 2019, uh, we are now three and three against the Steelers, but obviously we know about the history. Uh, this was a stat from last year before the week 17 game against the Steelers. Uh, but at that point, the Steelers were 35, seven and one. So 35 wins and seven losses against the Browns since 1999. 
Uh, that's an 82% win rate, and that is the highest by any team against a single opponent during the NFL in this span of time since 1999. So not good. Uh, if you want to look at the real bad points, in the four years, 2015 to 2018, the Steelers swept the Browns. So four years of the Steelers beating the Browns, with the exception of a tie in 2018. Uh, going back a little bit deeper, they swept us for five years, 2004 to 2008. And in 2002, so this really started in 2002, the Steelers came back down 24 to 7 in the third quarter in the wild card. The Browns actually made the playoffs in 2002, and the Steelers came back, and the Browns were up 24 to 7 in the wild card, and they blew it. So, yeah, this is a, a long, a long, long history of, of sadness and madness uh, the last 20 years. But look on the bright side. We are now um, two and one in the last three meetings. So even though we lost on Sunday, um, two and one last three meetings. Sorry, I'm putting on a jacket right now. It got cold. It's getting cold in Ohio. I, apparently, I, I heard a report that it did snow today. Anyways, so yeah, things are going better. Things are going better for the Browns, obviously. <clears throat> but it's just, it's the dang Steelers again. I, I was very, very, very angry on Sunday because it's the Steelers. Why does it have to be them? You know, if it was the Ravens or the Bengals, I wouldn't be as mad. But why does it have to be the Steelers doing this to us? Because that was a very winnable football game. I I, I still think Mike Tomlin is, is a bit of a dirty coach. I mean, you saw some plays by the Steelers. It's just, I don't know what they're doing out there. They're just not. And the same with the Ravens coach, Harbaugh. They, they just play dirty. A lot of defensive holding in the secondary that never gets called. It, it's just not fair. Um, so yeah, he, he's the coach that cuts, cuts corners. But all in all, he's a good coach. I'm not going to sit here and be mean or rash, bash Mike Tomlin. He's, he's a good coach. He's, he's accomplished. But we really should have won that game. I mean, all they had to do was score a touchdown. And one thing, thing, thing I've, I've kind of been thinking about lately is, so Baker's doing pretty well in the interception departments uh, this year. He's only got three interceptions, I believe. That's pretty good. Very low. Not throwing the ball away a lot in terms of into the hands of the defense. Maybe he should be, though. Because remember a guy like Brett Favre? Brett Favre would throw a lot of interceptions, but he'd also get a lot of touchdowns. So maybe in this game, you know, Baker, zero touchdowns, zero interception. Maybe he has an interception. But the Browns defense played very well in this game. So you can take some risks against a team like the Steelers. You can take more risks and tell Baker, hey, go out there and get be the gunslinger you were at Oklahoma. We want the gunslinger Baker. They haven't unleashed the Baker. They've kind of kept him a little bit in this. Uh, if you're familiar with players around the league, Kirk Cousins, you know, very ho hum, a lot of play action, a lot of, a lot of doing things that favor the quarterback and make it easier for the quarterback. I think Baker Mayfield has a little bit untapped ability right now. He, we saw it in the rookie season. You know, he tied the record 
uh, for NFL rookie touchdowns, which has been broken by Justin Herbert last year. But that is that. But yeah, maybe Baker has one interception in this game, but because of their more, because of the more aggressive nature of things that happen when you throw an interception, usually it's because you're throwing deep downfield trying to get a big play. Maybe that means he also has a touchdown in this game. And if he has one touchdown pass in this game, the final score is 17 to 15. Granted, we can continue to play the good defense they were playing in that game. So that's a little bit uh, confusing to me. You know, it's kind of had 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 me a little bit twisted up lately thinking about that. Uh, it's nice to be low in interceptions and say, well, Baker doesn't throw interceptions. It's a good talking point. But could we maybe be doing a little bit more? Granted, the Browns have the number one rushing offense in the NFL. But anyways, and the other thing, too, is the Steelers do have a top five defense. Um, I know coming into this game, they weren't very highly respected in the NFL this season, but they defense has not been their problem. They have a great defense. It is top five statistically. So in this game, what do we see? Baker under too much pressure, running for dear life. It was like one of those uh, pre-flood or like Hurricane Katrina the videos that come out before the flood or before the hurricane is coming, like the looting, people running around, running around like crazy, running into Walmart, stealing a TV. <laughs> you know, oh, here's our chance to steal a TV. People are looting for bread. Uh, I can get a TV and, and then sell it <laughs> for half the price. But yeah, Baker, poor guy, didn't have didn't have have, have many places to go. The run game was was not very good. Nick Chubb, 16 carries, 61 yards. Uh, and you remember that Dearness Johnson guy from last week? Yeah, he only had four carries. Four carries, but he averaged 5.5 yards per carry. So Dearness almost averaged an extra two yards per carry. I don't understand why, again, he only has four carries in this game. I mean, this takes me back two weeks ago um, when Nick Chubb was out and we had Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt... They tried to shoulder the load on him, and he ended up getting hurt. So the fact that Kevin Stefanski, for whatever reason, doesn't like to give Dearness Johnson the ball when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are playing, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, Dearness Johnson should have had at least 10 carries in this game. He really, really should have got the ball more. It is very disappointing. He only had uh, He did have three targets in the passing game. But still, it's only three targets. I mean, you got to get this guy's got to touch the ball 12 to 15 times uh, as well as, as Chubb. Chubb got the amount that he should have about 16, 16 to 25 carries for Nick Chubb. You can really get him the ball if, if you need to. But he couldn't get it going today and the line couldn't get it going. And I, I don't know, perhaps Kevin Stefanski was looking at last week and saying, well, perhaps he was running through traffic lanes. Dearness Johnson was running through traffic lanes, meaning that, you know, he was just ducking, weaving, and, and things were pretty open. You, know, you think about traffic lanes and a car bouncing through them. There, there's holes, little holes everywhere for him to go through. Perhaps maybe he thought the Broncos... You know, all that defense was bad against the run, and, and Dearness kind of had it easy. I don't think so, though. Watching that game, it didn't seem like that. So Kevin Stefanski, I would assume, is a lot smarter than me when it comes to football. I, I sure as, as heck would hope. 
but there's no explanation why you're not giving Darius Johnson the ball more, especially Nick Chubb just coming off an injury, probably still a little bit banged up. So that, that was aggravating. Demetric Felton, this explosive rookie. Uh, one carry. Only got the ball one time. Uh, did have one target, one catch for uh, 14 yards. So they did throw it to him one time. And he caught it and got 14 yards. You would think that maybe they'd implement him more. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. only had one target in this game, by the way. I know we talked about him earlier. Uh, <laughs> One catch for six yards, but he did have one down the middle that should have he should have caught. He only put one hand up to catch it. He's supposed to be a guy that makes that play. And I, I do think that Donovan Peoples Jones, who's injured, would have made that play. So we have guys out there that can make plays. I really the the reports came out again. A lot of these reports are he said she said bunch of bull crap. You know Adam Scheffler, the ESPN guy. That guy's just full of crap. But he's, he said the Browns were trying to work on something with the Saints, and it came out after the deadline. The deadline just went by, apparently, I think at 4 o'clock today. And that's just That stinks, too, because now you've got the Odell Beckham Jr. dad. You've got the Browns were potentially looking to trade him. Who knows? And I wonder what that trade involved. I wonder if that trade, uh, were they going to swap receivers? Were... What if the Saints were going to uh, send us Michael Thomas, former Ohio State Buckeye, who has been uh, under some hot water? I think he had some off-the-field issue. Not a bad one, though. Not, not a big deal. Well, I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't a huge deal. Never got in trouble or anything. But he was a, maybe it was performance-enhancing drugs. I don't know. He's been injured all year also. He's also been injured all year. Um, but he's supposed to play. He's supposed to play in the next couple of weeks. Perhaps they were trying to swap Odell Beckham Jr. for Michael Thomas. I tell you what, um, he's been off the field for a while, so he's probably healthy. And he's probably going to be looking good when he gets back for the Saints. That would have been a money trade if they could have swapped Beckham for Thomas. I believe the contracts are similar, too, so that's probably the premise of it. The Saints just want to kind of move on from Thomas. They've had bad blood there. Maybe the relationship is stained. Uh, so they're looking for a new star guy with some upside. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was even a real thing or not, but apparently the Browns did negotiate with the Saints uh, right at the deadline, and they didn't work anything out. And then they came out and said, we want Odell in Cleveland. He's a Brown, and we want to get him the ball more. So it's probably a big nothing burger. Okay, we can probably just look past it. Uh, he's going to be a Brown. We're going to try to get him the ball more. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, all right, so I know we've been a little negative here. Let's look at a positive thing. Uh, Greg Newsome, the rookie cornerback out of Northwestern, fantastic young player, uh, looked great. I mean, he he had the, he had the guard. I believe he was guarding Johnson, uh, Deontay Johnson, a very very good young receiver on the Steelers, very good. And then Greedy Williams had to guard him a couple times as well. And they also have that big big dude, Chase Claypool from Notre Dame in his second year, and that guy is a monster. If Big Ben was any better, that guy would be regarded as one of the best receivers right now because he is. Problem is, Ben isn't good enough anymore. Pittsburgh's offensive line isn't very good. They don't have a good running game at this point in the season. But uh, He'll get going at some point. But Greg Newsom and Grady Williams really shut these guys down. 
I mean, they both made uh, some great plays. So uh, Deontay Johnson did do, do, do pretty good. You know, he had six catches for 98 yards, uh, but he also had 13 targets. So the whole, when, when a guy gets 13 targets and only has six catches for 98 yards, that's pretty good. Big Ben threw the ball 34 times. Uh, only had, he had 266 yards, which is, which is solid, but it took him a decent amount to get there. You know, usually you go 22 of 34, you might expect to have close to 300 yards. He did not. Uh, the run game for the Steelers, Najee Harris, the rookie running back out of Alabama, 26 carries, 91 yards, a touchdown. Uh, he only averaged 3.5 yards yards per carry. So he went over 20 carries, and they kept him under 100 yards. Anytime you can do that, uh, starting running back, anytime they get 20 carries, you expect them to get 100 yards, and they did not do that. So... Sure, he got some yardage, and that's going to happen in the NFL. <laughs> Teams are going to get yardage. They're going to move the ball a little bit, unless you were the Browns. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, but they only scored 15 points. Browns defense did great. Uh, great plays uh, by by the defensive line. In, in fact, the Steelers were, were terrified. I mean, they were scared. They, they, have, a, they have a talented offense. The Steelers do, but they're, they were lining offensive linemen up in the backfield. Not literally, but like those guys were like way back off the line. They actually got penalized for it at one point. So I know people, a lot of people are going to ask here, uh, moving on, the impact of potentially having Kareem Hunt in this game. I'm not going to go there because we had Dearness Johnson, so we should have been just fine based on the way he played against the Broncos. The guy had 150 yards, and you're only going to give him four carries. I thought maybe the Browns should have stuck with the run a little bit more. And, you know, another reason why the Browns only had 10 points here, though, is some misfortunes from Jarvis, Odell, and Higgins. I believe Rashard Higgins, that was his only drop on the season. Other than that, he's he's been very good, very reliable. Jarvis Landry had a couple of drops. That doesn't happen. He Jarvis Landry had a huge fumble, which usually doesn't happen with him. Problem with that is uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because Jarvis is one of those guys you love. He's a leader. He fights. And he was fighting for extra yards. But he was fighting for extra yards, and, and we're already in, in the red zone. So at that point, you got to chill out. Let's see. What else? Kind of just some random thoughts here. Oh, did anyone else see Baker do smelling salts on the sideline uh, on camera? CBS kind of zoomed in on him at the bad moment. He was getting ready to come out. Like, okay, the Browns going to have the ball back. It's fourth down. Let's, you know, and they, and they get the camera angle. The offensive guys getting kind of jazzed up. And you see Baker <laughs> doing smelling salts. He was sniffing something. It was pretty funny. And he had like a little stick. I, I, it is pretty popular in sports. It, it's a little bit more popular, I think, than, than people know. But yeah, smelling salts. If you don't know what that is, you, you like sniff it and it gives you energy. And that does kind of sound like drugs, but it's not. It, it's not necessarily. It, I guess it technically is drugs. If you if it does something to you, it's technically a drug. But anyway, it's some kind of salt or something that gets you jazzed up. It's mainly the. Uh, it's like a hard hit of electrolytes. That kind of gets you know super hydration, I guess. I'm not sure the science behind it, but yeah, he was he was sniffing something. 
I thought it was pretty funny when the Browns landed on Ben on a sack. I guess when you sack someone, you're not supposed to land on them, even though the you know physics. If we we do want to talk about science and physics, doesn't really make a lot of sense. How how are you if you tackle a guy? How are you not supposed to fall on him? You can't control your body. That it, you know, this isn't the Matrix. These guys, you know, Miles Garrett doesn't have the ability to slow down time and dodge a bullet. And the refs initially threw a flag on it, and then they said. <laughs> You know what? We're going to pick that up. Big Ben has been menacing this team in Cleveland for the last 15 years. Let's give these guys a break. <laughs> they got him down. Let's give him a break. It technically is a penalty in the new NFL. Again, the Steelers were terrified of the Browns' pass rush. And the offensive line, their, their splits and the way that they were lined up, they were terrified. And they, at one point, like I said, got penalized. for. And then the, it was kind of stupid because they gave him the penalty for being off the line of scrimmage. And the next play, they were even farther back. It was a little ridiculous. Um, What else? Baker Mayfield. All right. We'll end this talking about Baker real quick. That's my quarterback, man. You got to like Baker Mayfield. I mean, when he got knocked out of bounds, that was crazy. He, He got the first down, got hit late, flew out of bounds, flew into the bench, looked like he might have been dead. I mean, it looked like his head might have fell off. He, he definitely injured. Gets right back up, right back up, and does the first down motion, and was all fired up. And that crowd just oh. So how the heck can you be a Browns fan and try to say oh Baker Mayfield is a backup? I mean, I had a friend saying that to me. He said, "Oh, well, people down at the stadium were saying oh he's really not that good that that were at the game." Well, like it doesn't make any sense. Because when you're at the game, you actually have a worse view, unless you have really good seats. Most seats in <laughs> in the stadium, in a, a Brown, in any NFL stadium, is not going to be a good place to judge a quarterback. You, you need the film. You need to be sitting at home watching if you want to be a judger of quarterbacks. So these people saying that Baker is a backup at best and he should be a backup, we should have someone else. Who? What, again, trade with the Packers and get that backup? Uh first round draft pick they have hanging around waiting in the foil for uh takeover for Aaron Rodgers. Are we going to trade for Aaron Rodgers? You know, who the heck? What are we going to call Brett Favre? Uh, Peyton, is Peyton Manning playing football again? I don't understand who else we want. So with Baker, you got to give him a little bit of a break. Obviously the stats haven't been great. Yeah, he hasn't been perfect, but he's making good decisions. And you can tell some of the accurate, you know, the accuracy is being affected. His accuracy is poor right now, but it's also not terrible. Right now, Baker is 26th in the league in passing attempts. Now, there are only 32 teams, so that's about bottom of the uh, of the league. But I said passing attempts. Okay, how many times he has gotten to throw the ball? So we, we don't throw the ball that much. That's the moral of the story here. We have the number one rushing offense, and that's why. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but maybe we should throw the ball a little bit more. But we do have the number one rushing offense. Chubb, Hunt, of course, Dearness Johnson filling in, and I think they have a laundry list of guys that, that could potentially. I, I Jarvis Landry could probably play running back if he needed to. It seems like when they get him the ball in the run game, it works out pretty well. But we actually have the number one offense by 100 yards. It's a 100-yard difference between us and the second-place team, which is the Tennessee Titans, 
who just lost their starting running back, big monstrous man, Derrick Henry. That, that, that is a it was a football man right there. So with that said, Baker is eighth in the league in yards per throw. So for those of you who think he doesn't throw the ball downfield, there you go. He he he's eighth in the league in, in the distance in which he throws the ball down the field on average. So on average, he's actually driving the ball down the field top 10 league in that in that category now yardage everybody looks at yardage and touchdowns it's pretty low it's pretty low but it's right in line with with his attempts if you only throw 20 if you're if you're 26 in the league in throwing attempts you're probably going to be pretty low in touchdowns and yards and again interceptions he's top of the league and you can make a case well um if we don't throw the ball a lot he's not gonna have a lot of interceptions sure sure that's fine but there's guys that do throw the ball very little and throw a lot of interceptions. Think Zach Wilson on the Browns. Uh, I think Mac Jones, perhaps the rookie rookie quarterbacks, you know, throwing throwing interceptions that they're not, you know, they don't have the trust yet. And that's the thing. Baker should have the trust now to, to really let him loose. I know he's hurt. So I, I don't know. And I don't think anyone's crazy enough to start saying case Keenum is better than Baker case Keenum against the Broncos made a couple of throws, they were decent throws, but they were in scary, scary places. I, w- I was terrified. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Is he going to ruin this game for us? I mean, he is throwing it in a place that you should not throw the ball. Double coverage. Yeah, so but I don't think, and I think the big issue with Baker is that he doesn't get to throw the ball a lot. So he was trying to be very efficient with 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 his passes to help the team win. So, I mean, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. We're four and four. We're, we're not a terrible football team. Um, we'll see. We will see what this team can do going forward. We're still in the hunt. Everything is all right, but let's hope we get it going. And yeah, I will catch y'all next time. Thank you for tuning in.